when Napoleon led Boulogne for a year with his flat-bottom boats and his grand army, he was told by someone, there are bitter weeds in England. There are certainly a great many more of them since the British Expeditionary Force returned. Sir, I have myself full confidence that if all do their duty, if nothing is neglected, and if the best arrangements are made, as they are being made, we shall prove ourselves once more able to defend our island home, to ride out the storm of war, and to outlive the menace of tyranny, if necessary for years, if necessary alone. At any rate, that is what we are going to try to do. That is the resolve of His Majesty's government, every man of them. That is the will of Parliament and the nation, the British Empire and the French Republic, linked together in their cause and in their need, will defend to the death their native soil, aiding each other like good comrades to the utmost of their strength. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France, we shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island, or a large part of it, was subjugated and starving, then our empire, beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until, in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old. <laughs> Welcome once again to the Lost Art of Podcasting. I am, of course, your host, Coxie, joined again by the bald one, a.k.a. Count Christ. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back for episode 17, essentially the listener topic special. We've got Um, a few too many this time, haven't we? We started off with... Three pages worth. We started off with a handful, didn't we? And now it's... uh, (laughs) We've got more than we know what to do with (laughs) Well, the problem is I didn't realise how many people that contribute. No, it's not not a so, bad thing, though, is it? Well, the best old bloody listen to it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. People are actually giving topics, and that's what we want. So. <laughs> I just realised why Natalie's giving me a, a finger, and a, a topic. I don't just realise now. But yeah, um, just to jump straight into things, you're short on time and I'm short on time. It's probably going to be about two hours, though. No doubt, because of all the bloody topics. Yeah. Um, first of all, there's Download Festival. Oh, yes, of course. But he finally announced the lineup for 2017, haven't they? Well, yeah, but Aerosmith again. Yeah, but 
I'm happy enough with that. Yeah, but they were on, on two years ago. They were, but it's one of those bands that I've been... Well, three years ago, it'll be in 17. Well, but, um, it's one of those bands I've been dying to see, Aerosmith, to be honest. And so, along with System of a Down and um, Piffy Choir, I think it's a pretty good line-up. And it's the only real like, hard rock festival that seems to be coming to the UK next year. As um, Sonosphere appeared to have well, deserted us again. Bloodstock, that's like... Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, not as mainstream, is it? So yeah, it's getting there. So uh, we're definitely going, aren't we? I don't know, are we? Yeah. I thought I'd decided <laughs> on our behalf. Well, you decided for yourself. Yeah, when, when I said myself, I meant, every, I meant all of us. That's not how it works. Oh, it does in my way. No. Um, but yeah, it's more to be announced yet, isn't there? But that's well, still the only announced like, system... Biffy and Aerosmith and then Slayer uh, Rob Zombie and a few others because so, they've still got another days and stuff to play in yet yeah also I mean it's the French one they've got Point Rate 2 and Green Day as well so I'm, I'm sort of hoping that they might transfer onto the UK tour as well well Blink are doing arenas in July UK mm. arenas in July so they might but then they might not yeah because it's Month later, doing download a month later, doing arena tour. It's doable. It is, but it's it's like right. You can pay fifty quid now to go and see him in arena, and five hundred for the VIP. Yeah, what the hell? Or you can pay two hundred nod and go and see him do a shorter set of download. Possibly. Yeah, but at least download you've seen him with like hundreds of other bands as well, so it's worth that little bit extra. Mm, possibly. That's how I look at it. Uh, <laughs> sticking with music Oakley Doakley have finally released the first album oh I don't know anything about this yes. <laughs> Oakley Doakley is a heavy nettle band oh right they're all, they're all dressed like Ned Flanders I've got a funny feeling for the name it was going to be something down that wire but it's, gonna, it's one of those they're a, a really weird sort of screamo-ish sounding thrash sort of I don't know how to describe them. They they call it heavy nettle, hmm. um, and it's mainly all songs that comprise of like Ned Flanders quotes. Um, they released done, they've done the a first. bit like the um, Ralph Wiggum song by Bloodhound um, Gang, sort of. But it's uh, the first video they've done is called White Wine Spritzer. <laughs> I'm gonna talk this one up now. <laughs> so. I've got the album free on as well. Yeah, Christ is watching. I'm getting a t-shirt soon. <laughs> yes, Christ is watching. <laughs> it's a good that, album, doesn't, it? that doesn't work when people don't know about the picture on the WhatsApp group we've got. Yeah, but I had to get it in anyway. <laughs> it's, it's an in-joke. So, yeah, find it on YouTube, Oakley Doakley. Yeah, I'm going to watch If you on. like your heavier, screamy stuff. Oh, yes. So, um, yeah, right. right. Time to jump in. That's the other two topics I've got because the other ones I had factor into later on. Well, I gave you a few the other night, didn't I? As well, give me a... one. Oh, right, <laughs> that'll do. Um, first of all, our good friend Paul over at the Rad Podcast writes it random discussion available on Spreaker and Facebook. He writes in, uh, What's the point of wasps? First of all, yeah, this is a tricky one. It's like with, with bees, they do have a point, don't they? Yes. They, they pollinate flowers and then they create honey, don't they? With wasps, it's like... 
Oh, what's the bloody stinging out there? Wasps, wasps are arseholes. Yeah. According to Dave's Facebook page, like the actual Dave channel. Yeah. Um, but bees have their uses, like I say, but wasps are just like a nightmare, aren't they? It's like, they're a pain in the arse. Yeah, they say if you've got a, a bee's nest in your, your garden, then just leave it. You've got a wasp's nest in your garden, get fucking rid of it, they say, don't they? Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I. I think everything has a point, but I can't. I can't Except quite. wasps. Yeah, yeah. Wasps, <laughs> well, wasps need to go I away. think a lot of other things <laughs> that don't have a point, but <laughs> too many to waste. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I don't know what to say to that really. <laughs> just, just not in the grey. Yes, wasps aren't needed. Okay. Are they Sash? We've got a special guest, Sash the Wonder Dog. Hey, Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha the Wonder Dog, aren't you? I told you she's been well behaved. Um, second, uh, second topic from Paul: worst beverage bought from a discount shop. Oh, I, I read this one and I, I knew straight away what I was going to say to this one. <laughs> you might remember this, but, um, but going back, probably going back, bloody hell, um, probably 15, 15 or more years ago. Now. I may have told told Paul this story already. Oh right, it used to be, <laughs> be a shop in Harrow Hall called um, Half Price or Less, which is one of your it's like before the days of Poundland and Poundworld or when it was like that back then it was like your typical B&M bargains kind it's of it's what stuff. home bargains is now basically yeah essentially and uh, and I bought it's, it was it was at that age where I think I must be about 10 years old and you look at all these energy drinks and you think oh energy drinks they're dead cool to, <laughs> to drink and what have you not knowing how bad how bad they are for you now <laughs> and it was this energy drink it looked really appealing it was in a silver can it had like a target symbol on it it like a battery if I remember rightly something like that yeah and to be quite honest it tasted like a battery as well <laughs> once I drank it it was, <laughs> oh, it was the most awful thing I've ever had <laughs> it was all about 19p a can that's probably the worst one I've had <laughs> um, the worst ones from me probably when they bought back roller cola oh yeah and I found it in own bargains for 19p a bottle Took it to Scrooge's and made everyone try it. <laughs> I think I remember that. It was bloody awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mentioned that story to Paul because I remember I'd been on the bus and I had a bottle of Pepsi and you had that. <laughs> and you wanted you to sift for the Pepsi to get rid of the taste and stuff. <laughs> you were stuck with it. Um. Paul and asked, why, why is Blackpool better after bonfire night? Do you mean as in when the season finishes? Yes. Well, it's one of them, really. It's, especially if you work as, as you do currently, if you're working like the tourist kind of industry, it's it's good for those kind of jobs because it means you get found get that bloody that break. Well, we, get, we get a break, but I mean, after time, means the dropping hours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, to get rid of people because it's a lot of seasonal jobs. A downside to it as well, yeah. I mean, the whole town goes a lot quieter, um, and it's noticeably quieter. Well, you drive down the promenade now, and it's on a like, Sunday afternoon, and it's nothing like it was two weeks ago. Yeah. And it's um, no idiots walking out in front of you down the promenade and all the rest of it. Well, it still is. There was yeah. some today. It just, it, it just like noticeably changes, doesn't it? It just goes back to being a normal town. It goes quiet for three months. Yeah. Well, there's a bit of a mini, mini round Christmas season, isn't there? Where it all kicks off again. 
Well, we're getting some sort of markets on the 21st of November. Yeah. yeah. For all of a day. Is it 21st? 20th. Oh, 20th? Yeah, it's 19th. It's a Saturday. Saturday's 19th. No, it's 20th. Because, I mean, I mean, Sheffield on the Saturday, the 19th. What's the 20th? Sure, it's not, because. It's November. Yeah, November. It's the 13th this. It's 12th this Saturday. Yeah. Which makes Saturday the 19th. Oh, yeah. But I'll try and get down to it if I can. When I think of the 20th. I don't know, but it's a Saturday anyway, isn't it? Um, like you say, it's like a mini attempt at a Christmas market, isn't it? It's something I've, I've been it's saying. It's in St John's Square, the few stalls. Yeah, nothing. it's going to be nothing on the scale of Manchester, is it, basically? Because no. um, this is something I've pushed for for quite a few years in Blackpool. It's not much success, but it's something I tend to continue working on. Yes. Um, why is it better? It's not really a way because you still get people... Um, <laughs> you still get people like setting fireworks off after the 5th of November. Oh, God, yeah. Like someone, someone setting them off last night somewhere behind the post up on like St Martin's Road at like 7 o'clock, if not earlier. Um, yeah, my dog hates fireworks as well, so it doesn't do her any good either. Yeah, other than the... Uh, no, no, Sasha, no. Other than the, the town going quieter, it's, there's not really much to add to that. It's That's quieter it, really, and yeah. more peaceful. Than Noticeably those, quieter, isn't it? It's, it's like um, Paul said. You see, like you see the sea of the wall of shutters along the front. Yeah, <laughs> we saw that bloody show, Secret Mill. You know, it always, it always pisses me off that show because it deliberately tried to make Blackpool as bad as possible, and, and, and they clearly filmed it in the winter because they had a they did like a panoramic shot, one of those sort of like flyby mm. shots going down the promenade, and it's like. It's like uh, Blackpool, one of one of the country's most deprived towns, and there's all these all these <laughs> shutters on like a dead promenade. And I'm thinking that's that's clearly taken on like a winter winter midweek day like, when yeah, there's no bugger that. Was the, that was the case today because there was nowhere open. Yeah, but that's not a real picture of true Blackpool, is it? Really? No. So yeah, uh, Paul and asked best local bands. Oh, I, like, I quite like this one. I saw this topic. And Sasha jumps into crying a bit because she's moaning about not having attention. Yeah, I quite like this topic. Because, um, well, I mean, me and you've recently we started seeing a lot more local bands, haven't we? In the last, time, yeah. the last sort of few months, yeah. Shut up. It's become a bit of a, a regular Saturday night thing for us. Because we've got some decent pubs where we are, haven't we, nearby? And that, that well, there was more, but then they became a bloody entertainment venue or whatever they were. Right. Royal, shut up, dog. Um, but I mean, there's a few bands that we sort of stick with, isn't there? And there's a few where we well, the ones you like, the ones you know you like, you've yeah. seen before, and the ones that are sort of you try out, and then you turn, they're either good or they're not. It's very, yeah, it's very hit or miss, isn't it? Because we've seen like, I mean, if I was going to pinpoint a personal favourite, I'd say I'm torn between. I'm torn between. Um, Rupert Fabulous and um, Twelve Paces, personally. Yeah. But amongst the other ones that I do like, I quite like Kazubian, who we saw for the first time a few weeks ago. I thought they were they were very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Heat's definitely rates high up there as one of my personal favourites. Uh, but also, we've seen a few other ones. That, what, that, 
well, the best, but you're okay. We saw the deal at the Highfield. I saw the deal again last week. Oh, right. Oh, whereabouts? At the Highfield. Oh, right. <laughs> and they're, they're not a bad band. They're not what I'd say be my first choice, but they're not. Well, I didn't know they were on until I walked in there and saw they were on, but there was all of ten people in there. Yeah. Um, then there's a few other bands we've seen that were a bit sort of like couple where it's like, I wouldn't rush to see them again, but I would see them again. There was a couple where it's like, eh, not, not my not my kind of thing. So, who would you go with? Um, 12 Paces was a standout for me. Mm. Um, but they play a good selection of like classic rock and then modern rock as well, don't they? And, and they do yeah. it well as well. Um, but the thing I like with Rupert Fog Boys is I just like the cheer... Same mix of songs you get with them. One minute it's one minute they're doing um, doing more like poppy stuff like what I can adjust. The next minute it's it's like Rage Against the Machine and uh, Creed and all that kind of thing. And then it's then it's um, like gay bar. <laughs> and then it's um, what else video? Mike Street Preachers and Oasis and all sorts. It's like their sheer variety you get with them. <laughs> and they're good as well. They're all good at what they do. Better food fighters. Yeah. And of course your your favourite the uh I don't think we've heard Ruby Fabboys play it, you might remember Which if one? you do. The old um, pub staple song. Uh, uh, stereophonics. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't think they've done it. I think they're the one band we said that don't actually play it. <laughs> good. No, I can't remember them doing it. Yeah. No, nothing goes to mind. What's the fifth element? That was another one we saw, didn't we? Uh, they aren't, well, they're not Manchester based, I think. Yeah. They were on last week, but I missed them. So, yeah, um, I'd say we've got a good selection of local bands, personally. Akabaka. Yeah. They're none of them are from here, I don't think. I think, I think they are. Uh, the one's from Wigan, lives in Wigan, one comes from, from London. No, but I think, I think the actual band is Blackpool based, because if you look at their yeah. tour schedule, they always play around the Blackpool area, so I think they are. So I'm sure I found one of them on Facebook and it, it was a drummer or someone, um, possibly a bassist. I think they live in their Blackpool base. Right. But with some bands, especially tribute bands, people will travel a little bit further because, I mean, I would if I was in a band Ooh. within reason. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check those out, Paul. Any of them. <laughs> and then Paul asks, are we going to try a Mega Malt? I tried googling this the other day because I saw this again, and, and I'm not I'm not sure if I'm looking at the right thing or not. Is it some kind of energy drink? Yeah. I, th- I think. Can you actually get it in the UK? You can get it at home bargains. Right. It's like twenty five p a can. Because I because I found like a variant of it in Tesco's um, on the Tesco website, but I don't know. It's one of them. It's on that my supermarket. You can never trust that bloody site. No, the only one that plays that sells it's home bargains. Right. Well, go to home bargains tomorrow and get some. <laughs> no, I wouldn't advise it. Well, I've got to give it a try. If Paul wants me to try it, I'm going to try it. No, he asked if we're going to try it, not if you will try it. Well, I take that as a challenge. So, well, you you have to do a YouTube video of it or something then. Right. Or a reaction because Paul did a reaction on the air on the last episode of Rad. What I'll do then is I'll. Uh, I'll get some tomorrow or Sunday when I can get some and I'll, I'll do it and then I'll film myself doing it and send it to you or send it to Paul and <laughs> see what you think. <laughs> I'll put it on the last start of YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so yeah, thanks for sending those in, Paul. And f- well, before we slightly move on, I'm not going to try Mega Malt because he's going to try and t- he's going to try it instead <laughs> in my place. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, cheers for sending those in, Paul. Check out Rant, the Rad Podcast. That's Random Mass Discussion uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Spreaker. And Christ is running blowing his nose mid podcast. I just got a bad cold for this week, so. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Starts to realise it. <laughs> Dibbles writes in. So he wrote in something about Trump, even though he knows I don't do polit- political stuff. I thought you talked about farts. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he did say five states legalise cannabis. Hmm. Which. I don't know which five states, so I've not researched it, but. No, it's, uh, I'm not sure what to make of that really, but I think it makes you wonder will other states fall the lead with that? It's well, they should really. do. Yeah, that's something I could do doing some more research on that really. But I've always thought with, with cannabis, I mean, I mean, been from a medical background myself, I mean, I used, um, we sometimes use drugs in practice that that in reality are illegal drugs but in a legal form um, you know for medicinal use mm-hmm. for example we use it's not often we use it we use diamorphine in practice for example which is actually is actually heroin it's better mm-hmm. as it's better known as but obviously we use it in a legal way under mm-hmm. control not not illicitly if you know what I mean yeah. but I think with cannabis there has been shown to be Medicinal benefits of of certain conditions like MS and things like that. So I'm, I'm personally, been, yeah. I'm personally open to doing more more research on it and seeing if we could, you know, could look at controlled use of it in the future. Yes, that's so my. They are devils. That's my stance. Your, your uh, favourite counsellor is all for legalisation. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> of the medicinal variety. Well, so I don't think there's any harm doing it, doing some research into it, see if you know if it could work in the future. Yes. So yeah, moving on from that, uh, one of my one of my staff members, Natalie, has asked uh, <laughs> peculiar kids' names. Oh, <laughs> I know this is a favourite topic of yours, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know where to start with this one. There's some really stupid names out there, isn't there? <laughs> well, we found a we found a really peculiar one at work, which I know Natalie wants me to mention. Because yeah. I've got a bet on about this one. Yeah. So, but I'll let you go first. Well, I mean, I mean, you've seen them all at, at Laser Quest because obviously you get a lot of kids go in there, so it's like I mean, I'd say Laser Quest on the air. Um, I'll beep it. All right. <laughs> I mean, but most people know where I work anyway, at, so... At your workplace, I'll say, <laughs> At your workplace, you get a lot of kids coming anyway, so you see them all in there. I, yeah. I don't really, but... I do see some silly names around, though. Like, uh, it seems to be this trend at the moment of like, really old names since becoming back in fashion, like, um, like Fred and... Well, it's not Fred, it's Freddy. Yeah, and these like really old names, aren't they? That seem to be coming back in. But it's not. It's not like having the name Frederick and been shorted to Fred or Freddy. It's what's the kid called? Freddy. Yeah, well, it's like Alfie seems to be another yeah. popular one. How does it yeah. spell A L F Y? Yeah, because we're lazy. 
traffic some really silly ones that I've heard though. It's mostly some of these celebrity ones that you hear. Um... Well, I always make mention of that one I heard on Tonight with Trevor all years ago, which is Sparky. <laughs> the kid was called fucking Sparky. Well, he's the kind of like stupid thing we score each other at school and stuff like that. <laughs> he's like, like nicknames. <laughs> oh, we got me and Natalie had a, we both sort of were in hysterics for about ten minutes at the one name we read last week, which is Pickle. That was the actual name. Yes. Whoa. It just seems like people think find the most random things they can. Um, they can find all that. I mean, another thing I've heard a lot of as well is that people naming their kids after Greek gods and things like that seems to be. A yeah, bit we've had it. plenty of neos. Yeah. Though I kept and, uh, referring to, um, I kept asking if, if Dad was a, a Matrix fan. <laughs> He's rather of um, only films and horses now. Rodney, Rodney's uh, Rodney's middle name. Charlton. Yeah. Was, he, was your mother a big Charlton Aston fan? No, Charlton Athletic. <laughs> To be honest, I can't think very off the top of my head. I'm sure you've got some good ones there, but yeah. Just Pickle and Sparky, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, the new one's coming around, like Nevea, which is Heaven Backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of any others. But I know Natalie just wanted to say, to say Pickle on, on the pod. Because she was sat there pissing herself in a Christmas jumper. Listening to Christmas songs, getting all sad because it's not it's not December yet. <laughs> so, then Christ writes in uh, favorite South Park episodes. Yeah, I, I can think of a few on this one, but I think you know what I'm going to say. It's one of the ones you've watched, though. Yeah, but I've seen a good few episodes, and I've got a few favorites. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think you know what my personal favorite is, don't you? <laughs> See if you can guess it. Sorry. Well, I can't answer it when you're blowing your nose again. Oh, sorry. God, see if you can guess which which one, uh, which one I'm going to oh say. Christ. I've got a few favourites, but one that I would say off the top of my head is my favourite episode. Um, piss flaps. The um, Warcraft one. Not quite. That was on the other night. That one actually, I was watching that. I've got a DVD somewhere. A personal favourite is that one with. Um, I've not seen it for ages. I keep trying to catch it. I never seem to get it on though. It's that one with those, those people magically appear from the future, and everyone keeps saying, "They took our jobs." There's a bit I always remember. There's two bits I always remember about it. There's a bit with was his name Randy, and he's like, he, he keeps saying, "Oh, nobody's going to take my job," and then all of a sudden he finds he gets made redundant. He goes, "No, this can't be happening." They took my job. <laughs> Always gets me going. And then the other bit is, one of the one of the random townspeople just says, "I know how we can solve this. We'll just get all the men in the town a big power and have sex with each other." <laughs> the massive like orgy, they, orgy mountain. Yeah, then they do this. They do this really funny song where it's like, like working together for the future or something like that. It's really campy song, and then all of a sudden, Cartman goes. One of the kids goes. No, it's not Cartman, I think it's Stan. He goes, This is this is gay. This is really gay. 
<laughs> it's even going on a big pile of men of his ex <laughs> each other and it was like back in the pile <laughs> I'd say that's my personal favourite, but there is some, there is some really good ones. <laughs> oh, you got two topics you're open, actually. I find your second one just here. Yeah, so what's yours, Arif? Um, I've got a few. There's Make Love Not Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. the Warcraft episode. There's the WTF on where they're wrestling, they're wrestling and they're cutting promos on each other and stuff. <laughs> um, and there's the Coon and Friends episodes. It's what South Um... And I think it's like also that the first episode with Butters, where it's his, oh. his, uh, <laughs> his, his dad keeps trying to kill him or something oh. for some reason. Two others that I remember just from the top of my head. There's that one with, um, that one with, is it Cartman? He, he cheats on that test and he ends up, everyone thinks he's a genius and, and he becomes a teacher and he's like, oh, do I reach these kids? <laughs> <laughs> and then another one, uh, of course, it's one of my personal favourites. Uh, one with um, Torso Pirate Syndrome. <laughs> Anyone who's seen it will know what I'm on about. Which one's that? It's where the, uh, the family have got books for faces. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's a different one I remember. One of my favourites is the. Um, there's all like the bad ninja weapons. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I need to watch more South Park. <laughs> Toby aka MC Cryptid Knights and this is a really weird one but Toby's like alright oh, I'll create a conversation oh ok and if I ever see Toby I'm going to kick him in the balls <laughs> um, it's a bit like a bit of Step Brothers where they give, get given three people they give three people the interviewer oh <laughs> right so you're going to fuck one marry one and kill one go <laughs> ok uh, John McLean Martin Riggs and Jack Burton but funny, as, as as you know from our Facebook conversation last night, I, I don't know who Jack Burton is. I know, I know the other two. I know John McClane. Well, I jokingly replied, "He's John McClane, the guy who drives the bus with the bomb on it." Even I knew full well John McClane's diehard. Riggs, I was a bit slower on, and I think we realised, oh yeah, it's the guy from Lethal Weapon, um, Mel Gibson's character. Yes. Which I'm not, I'm not seen that film for a good while. Which that's one I need to catch up on. And then the other guy I didn't really know about, so I had a quick a quick Google. <laughs> Um, what was the question there, I guess? You gotta fuck one, marry one, and kill one. Hmm. Let me think about that. What's well, it? I'd probably say. <laughs> I'd probably fuck one, I'd probably go for Jack Because <laughs> <laughs> no one can turn down the charm of Kurt Russell. Yeah. For marry one, I'd probably go for John McQueen. Right. Because I just. It's just like an all round. So, you, so you'd kill Riggs? Yeah, to be honest, because you know, like his character, really, for weapon, he's, he's a good character. It's like he's. He's that sort of typical. Um, what's the word? He's that typical sort of. I'm God's gift to everyone kind of character, you know what I mean? He's out of the three of them, if you know what I mean. Well, I thought Jack Burton would be, Jack wouldn't be more that type. I've not seen that, so I can't really comment, but. That's what I'd go with anyway. We need to watch it when the dog shuts up. Better. Never mind huffing. And again. So what's yours then, Andrew? Um, 
I'd, you follow, know. I'd follow, follow suit and just go the exact same route. Yeah. You know, I could, well, I don't know the, the third character, but I like the other two characters. You just, if I had to make that choice, that's how I'd go. But I'll, <laughs> I'll... Will you stop blowing your nose on the podcast? Yes, sir. You're worse than her. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's. I'll have to make him watch. I will get him to sit and watch uh, Big Trouble in Little China at some point, so we don't worry. Because I know Kevin's a bit massive fan of it as well. Um, following from that, he also asked Tornado, Earthquake, Volcanic Eruption. As in, which one would you want to. I'm guessing which one would you want to experience. Mm. Or get, if you had a choice to be stuck in one. What's the uh, option again? Tornado, Earthquake, and Doggy doesn't shut up. Or Volcanic Eruption. I'll be out of the three of them, thinking logically. Earthquake's probably the one you're most likely to survive, in theory. Well, a tornado, you can technically just run away, run away from it, can't you? Yeah. Volcanic um, eruption is probably the most likely to kill you out of the three of them, isn't it? If, you, if you're nearby. Um, yeah, it depends on proximity. Yeah. Depends what the question is, really. It's like if I was... If I was watching from a safe distance, I'd probably go for the eruption because it's spectacular to watch. But if it's going to be watching the three that I want to be caught up in, I'd, I'd probably go for the earthquake. Or, or, or I'd talk t- t- between the earthquake and the tornado. Mm. Um, I'd like to see a tornado. I'll be a, I'll be a, I'll be a storm chaser. I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> um, Twister. <laughs> yeah. That god awful film. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll stick with Tornado. Yeah, we've got Tornado. Alright, following on from that, well, both you and Toby pretty much asked the same question. Because you asked better answer the year, but then he asked, favourite movie dickheads? <coughs> yeah, we had some examples, didn't we? Who did you give? Again. Um, well, like the three we just talked about, in a manner of speaking. Well, you gave the thingy of like Heisenberg, Saul, Dirty Harry. Yeah, those are like my examples. Your examples, yes. Um, I can't remember what I said. Another one I quite like is, uh, I'm going Clint Eastwood again now, I'd say Gran Torino, that's another good good example. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's, it's like your stereotypical, like your stereotypical like, uh, grumpy old man of Arakan, but he's like a, like a proper hard man at the same time, and he's like, he turns out to like the like the hero of the film in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm actually thinking I'd, I'd possibly say Gran Torino. Um, that's just like popped into bed you now. You Walt? Yeah. <laughs> Don't call me why. <laughs> that one. Yeah. It's um, that's that's a great film if you're not seeing it as well. I probably recommend. <laughs> but I'll, I'll demonstrate one of Adam's favourite bits from the film. Well. I need to watch it again. I'm thinking I'll yeah. listen to the in half of it. Oh, right, it's, it's brilliant. Have you seen the bit with the barber shop? Maybe. Oh, that's, that's classic. <laughs> but no, that's, that's, that's who I'd probably go. I'd say Quint Eastwood in Gran Torino. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, I don't even, I'm not sure really. I've seen, I've seen a lot of movie dickheads in my time. Yeah. Dirty Harry, I'd say, is a good one. 
Yeah, but that's, that's your choice, not my choice. Oh, oh, like I said, another example again, more of a comedy character, but he's like like a bit of a dickhead with uh, Marty Lawrence in Blue Streak. <laughs> he, he became like yeah. this. He became like this. Um, I mean, he was like a bank robber, wasn't he? A jewel yeah. thief. And then he pretends to be a pretends to be a police officer. And ends up becoming like one of the best officers in the police. But then he's like a total. <laughs> he's like totally corrupt, isn't he? And he just. Yeah. He just like uh, literally beats the confession out of people. <laughs> I, I, just, like, I just thought of the one I'm going to go for. Method. <laughs> the one we go for is the um, one Toby has suggested, which is uh, Ash from Evil Dead. Because especially if you're saving like the current Ash vs Evil Dead TV show, or another one. I mean, again, going more with the comedy theme here, but he's a typical movie dickhead. But he's a he's a brilliant character. He's um, <laughs> Gary King in the world's end. <laughs> he's, 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 he's a brilliant character. We've got to make he's a total arsehole, isn't he? <laughs> then is he an anti-hero? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Uh, maybe. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's one of them, but he's like... He's like a total. You could say he's a total dickhead, but you, you can't. But you can't. But love his character, <laughs> can you? <laughs> it's one of them. So yeah. Um, Following from that, Darren writes me a couple of topics. Um, he's asked Star Trek and how much it's changed the world. To be honest, it's one of those shows I've never really watched, so it's hard for me to comment on this one. I'm not. I'm not a big sci-fi person, so I mean, I wonder if I watched Star Wars because everyone goes to see it, kind of thing. But I've never been a Star Trek person. It's why everyone knows of it, don't they? Yes. Um, <laughs> everyone knows the um, the catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do a, do a parody for the Simpsons and. Then, Mayor Quimby says to when I need one. I'll just say, may the force be with you. <laughs> oh, such an idiot. Well, no, it's given us multiple Even films. I know that's not from Star Trek. Even I know that's, that's Star Wars. It's given us how many? 13 films? No, 14. No, 13. Yeah, 13 films. Um, It's got given us the thing on the front. There's been numerous... Well, play hundreds of thousands of conventions. Oh yeah, yeah. New million, play millions of cosplays. It's given William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy a career. Yeah, true. Um, and it's also given us the language of Klingon. So, yeah. which was heavily featured in this past week's Big Bang Theory episode. That's what I mean. It's one of the things. Even if like me, you've never really watched it. Everyone knows of it in some way or another, don't they? You can't escape it. Yes. But yeah, I think you make a good point. It's 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 brought all those things, all those things to the world. Mainly so. Klingon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it also sort of elevated Patrick Stewart in a way as um, Captain Picard mm. on one of the TV shows. Um, and he also writes in, "What tech do we most want to see come true?" As in anything. I'm guessing so. We like we, in a previous episode we talked about time travel, didn't we? Yes. I always think if, if we could actually have a time a time travel device for a time machine, 
Um, I think that would be a great thing. Oh, I'm trying to think of something, something totally useless and totally ridiculous. <laughs> like, uh, like a machine that puts your shoes on for you or something like that. Um, but no, I think in the, I think in the perfect world, um, that would be good. Or some kind of like, or even better yet, some kind of um, teleportation device. So I could just, I could just say like, um, <coughs> I could just hop in this teleporter and go to Japan, or go to Australia, or go to South America, or whatever. Yes, I think that would be good. See, I think we need the the world needs Iron Man suit. Mm. <laughs> Though I've heard, read things they are working on it. The US government, I think, is working on one, or US Army is working on one. So, yeah, mm, about the, the Iron Man suit come uh, become yeah. a reality. But then <laughs> he also asks, "Are the Simpsons writers from the future due to overly true predictions made on the show?" Yes, which sort of relates back to the whole them. Um, Prediction of Trump getting presidency, mm. along with other things such as nine eleven, the baby translator, the a tiger attack, and grease thieves, grease thieves even. I put thieves. Mm. <coughs> oh, you favourite grease bandits? You like a retirement grease? It's a very bad Scottish accent, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Try the groundskeeper, will we? Were. It's, it is freaky in a way, isn't it? It's one of the things. Is it just a really freaky coincidence, or is it some kind of, is it some kind of premonition of the sort? It does make you wonder, I doesn't think it? It's freaky. Yeah. I don't know, but Dan Greeny, the writer, did say the most impo- the important thing is at least to come into presidency when into presidency when America is on the ropes, and that can that is a condition left by Trump. So, I don't know. So Simpson, are you suggesting that in the future Lisa Simpson will be the next president after after President Trump? <laughs> Looking at another no, but it'd be interesting to see if it was a female that went in after Trump. That's a point, yeah. yeah. So. Interesting. But yeah, I think like you say, it's more likely just a very freaky coincidence, isn't it, that like these mm. things have happened? Yes. So... Yeah, as I was saying, other things that sort of as they predicted of nine eleven, which mm. is on the episode. Oh, it's on the nine dollars with the twin towers in the background. Nine eleven. Um, there's a baby translator app which is made. Oh yes. Which can translate what a baby's mm. thingying for. Well, do it have that? There's such a real device. There's a real app on the phone, so you can get or something which listens to a baby and then translates for you. Does it work? That's the question. I don't know, but they try making it. Hmm. Um, the tiger attack of Siegfried and Roy. Hmm. Like, because he had Gunter and Ernst, or whatever they're called. Um, and then there's also a, a, some grease fevery afoot in somewhere in America. <coughs> unless that was. Unless, particularly the grease one, is that some kind of like copycat incident? Somebody sitting in the episode and thought, oh, I like the sound of that, I might just, I might just go and steal some grease from <laughs> Possibly, but this, the seven the video I watched, it was on all time tens, it said it, cost, it was costing the rendering plants millions a year or something because of the amount of grease that had been stolen from restaurants. <laughs> I do love that episode as well, it's broken. Especially Homer walks into that, that crusty burger, he walks at that, he says to Bart, 
It must be about, must be about hundred pounds a crease on that teenager alone. He, Twenty dollars worth. That's it. Yeah, he's staring at him and he, he looks at him and he goes, "My God, you're crazy." <laughs> Just very classic, classic over moment is that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's just a very freaky coincidence. And like I say, somebody's got the idea off the Simpsons. Uh, before. Oh, I, I might do. I, I want to look at the date it happened. Yeah. So, um, it's a really short episode so far. Yeah. It's only 40 odd minutes. Oh, so right. Get free to things too quickly, aren't we? Yes. Um, and Kevin writes on Twitter is Trump the greatest Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Famer as you can't get higher than the presidency mm. well while we debate on whether Trump is the greatest Hall of Famer or Trump, oh can we put that in as a we are um, we're going to take a quick commercial break but so listen to these messages we'll be right back well hello my name is David Hughes and I'm one half of Moose TV along with Chris Cassidy a young aspiring actor and writer, now stuck with me, talking dribble, every week on YouTube. You like interviews with such stars as Paul McCartney and Britney Spears? They're not on this show. But never mind, we'll do our own thing, talking to local stars, and also film reviews and food reviews, and everything else that cheers us up. So please, look for Mooch TV on your YouTube box. Mooch TV, the programme to watch when there's nothing else on the telly. Pit pit people. And we're back. So, is Tr- Tr- Donald Trump the greatest Hall of Famer ever, as you can't get higher than the President? That's arguable, in a way. You could say, uh, I mean, you could say, like, Donald Trump is the John Cena of the, po- the politics no, world, couldn't, couldn't you? <laughs> you know how to get that one, I couldn't resist that. He's like the Roman Reigns of politics. Yeah. Um... So while it's a, a good honour to have, it's not the it's not the greatest Hall of Famer of all time, really. I'd say in a, a wrestling term, because um, he only picked up last year as pretty much a hobby. Mm. <coughs> so yeah, um, I think there's people that have not done better. Yeah, and we'll have to wait and see how his term as president <coughs> goes before we can debate any further. So, so it would be your personal choice, really. What for in the Hall of Fame currently? Yeah. Oh, Christ, yes. I'd have to li- I'd have to look through the list of everyone that's in there. All oh, right. Um, <coughs> for terms of greatest Hall of Famer, I'd, uh, I don't know really. Ric Flair maybe for his contributions to wrestling, or Dusty Rhodes. Hmm. Um, following on from that Kev also writes in if Ferris Bueller never broke the fourth wall would we have Deadpool that's an interesting one quite like that <coughs> but Deadpool's still relatively young in terms of in comic book years because he's only came around in the early 90s yeah I didn't really know that I've only really seen the film but I absolutely loved the film it's one of the best films I've sort of seen last year was it last year or this year uh, this year. Oh, this year! Wow, I think. It's, uh, no, last year. Yeah, last year. It's one of one of my favourite films of last year. Deadpool. It's absolutely loved it, and and Ferris Bueller is one of my personal favourites as well. 
<laughs> well, it, could, it could have been this year, actually. Cause I think it came on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think breaking the fourth wall makes Ferris Bueller in a way. It sort of adds to it, doesn't it? In a way. And I think it that sort of opens the door for other films to do it, doesn't it? I'd say that's the first sort of mainstream film that's really done that. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. Well, there was there was slight bits for like Animal House, but it wasn't proper. Yeah. It's like the bit where John Blues turns towards the camera and does the, does the eyebrows at the window. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, would we have Deadpool though if we didn't? I think we would. Probably just not in the capacity of. I was going to say, would it be what floor. it was? Yeah. Probably, yeah, the problem wouldn't be as much. Yeah, because I think again with Deadpool, I think the, I think the breaking of all of it, what makes it makes it so funny in parts. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny for him anyway. But I think that like that like, adds to it, like the bit where he goes. Uh, he does the whole thing like, uh, I've got this many bullets left, I've got this many enemies to kill. Yeah. <laughs> How do I calculate it? <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant, that. There's just like the, the random bits of music and stuff like that, like that, that bit with the cartoon characters and when we start appearing. I, I, I quite like that sort of um, element of films where they go outside the box a little bit like that. I think it adds to it. <laughs> a bit of a twist. Mm. Um, following on from that he writes in is how the duck relate to Disco Inferno's Disco Duck in any way I'm not sure what this refers to What's... well Howard the Duck's a Marvel character oh right own film called Howard the Duck Disco Inferno's Disco Duck I had no idea what it was until I googled it earlier today and it's like some sort of weird 70's cartoon or something alright so I heard Disco Inferno I think of uh, the wrestler Disco Inferno yes. <laughs> so yeah so a quick google yeah, because I've not heard of this one. It was, um... I only saw a picture. Um, and I... No, because I've never heard of Disco Inferno's Disco Dunk before. Yeah, I mean. So you're showing your age a bit here, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're like a year, year older than me or something. Um... Videos. Well, in the meantime, Adam's looking for that. I'll we'll also dedicate the show to singer Leonard Cohen, who passed away this this day on the eleventh of November. Don't and start singing. I wasn't planning to. You bloody but, were. Um, no, that, that was a serious tribute. That's he, he was a a great musician. He's probably best known for his song um, "Hallelujah," which goes like this. Hallelujah. Oh, such a child. I promised. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you cut that bit out if you want. No, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> I told you not to. You'd done it. So, yeah, there's not much I can find. Disco Duck. Um, but for Christ, I'm gonna now find Howard the Duck. There we are. That's Howard. Well, looks like um, 
Looks like he's got an ice cream on his head, doesn't he? Or something like that. <laughs> well, see, actually, there is an actual comic book where he looks a bit more like Daffy. Yeah. So, that's the film. Well, the poster for the film. Have you seen this one? No. Because apparently it's bloody awful. Alright, that should be on our to watch list then. <laughs> if I have to. Well, considering I've watched Bloody Fingy, I, play, I could play make it through this easily. What, what's Fingy? Uh, nine and a Half Ninjas. <laughs> He's going to bring that up. But Paul was asking about Rubber. Cause, uh, oh, yes. He didn't think I'd seen it. Oh, I was Rubber. Turned out I had seen it. So. Um, really weird film, but I absolutely loved it. <laughs> it's, it's weird, but it's funny. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. So. It's like little random things happen, like all of a sudden throw that, that chicken just gets thrown out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's the poison chicken. And it keeps like cutting back to all these people that stood there with binoculars. And there's this tower and it just sort of like revs up and, it just, and then something just explodes. Like, I remember that bit of, is it a rabbit or a squirrel or something? It had just explodes. Rabbit, yeah. And the tire just goes, <laughs> bang! <laughs> it's explodes. <laughs> What a weirdest photo I've seen, but I quite liked it. Um, so yeah, I can't really mention Disco Duck or Disco Inferno's Disco Duck even, or how they're looking anywhere with Kev, mate, because I don't know anything about either of them. Um, but following from that, he has Best Hot Sauce. Mm. Well, you said you probably know better than I do, because you've sampled more of them than I have, but um, I've had a fair few of... Uh, I've had like the tamer ones, like when you go to you go to Hungry Horse, and it's like you can you can have this steak with Frank's hot sauce, <laughs> and it's like, but, but that's like your sort of mainstream tame hot sauce, isn't it? There's heat behind it and flavour, but it's it's like um, I do remember that we went to Halloween party last year, and uh, we had the chili challenge where. You brought in a selection of hot sauces that got hot. Well, you say a selection; it turns out to be all the same. I think they were hotter as they got went along, weren't they? Not oh, really. Yeah. They were meant to be, but I don't think they actually were. But we had like different looking levels. At the, looking of, at the ingredients. We had like different levels of chilli, didn't we, that you had to eat? Yes. And it was like, there was like the, well, I had to call it the wash chilli, that was like the bog standard. Then it was like a few little drops of one of the mild hot sauce, that was like level one. Mm. I think I just about survived level one and level two, but I think the winner of the competition like uh, threw up in the backyard. Got to uh, he level, did all four. Yeah, level four. I think I, I think I just about gave up on level two. Um, and, I, and I quite like a bit of spice as well. I quite like hot things as well. Um, there was like two tablespoons of chili powder in it as well. As yeah, because it wasn't just the hot sauce; it was mixed in with a chili mix as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So. It was bloody hot to begin with. Um, I'm trying to think of one I've had especially. Um, I do remember though, a few years ago, went to first time we went. I actually went to Trafford Centre, went to Barberito, and um, <laughs> you're, you, know, you know exactly what I'm on about. <laughs> and, and I'd, um, I think I had a. Uh, I'm going to say this right. I'm going to add a, a case of there. I think. Didn't I? Well, hey, you said it right. Yeah. It only comes a quesadilla. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. Yeah, but it's pronounced quesadilla. 
I only know that because at the place at Hound's Hill it actually tells you, it actually has it phonetically written so you know how to pronounce it. No, because the woman at Barbara told you how to say it. That never happened. It did. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, I remember that one that embarrassing time I went to that Mexican restaurant and said, can I have a quesadilla? And the, <laughs> the waiter went, I beg your pardon. <laughs> and, um, I thought, oh, it's because um, you got different salsas, didn't you? It's like, oh, what salsa would you like, mild, medium, or hot? And I thought, oh, I'll go medium. But then I thought, oh, it's a bit toned, this. I'll uh, add a bit of add a bit of heat to it. And um, saw a bottle of Tabasco sauce with the uh, on the condiments rack. And it's like it's the first time I'd really experienced Tabasco sauce. I always think of it like these old cartoons when the old Looney Tunes cartoons, Tabasco like this. It's like dynamite sauce, they always pour it into things and it's like... <laughs> it's a hot pepper sauce. Yeah. So I thought, I thought, oh, I've been a hard man, I've a few drops of Tabasco on me, uh, <laughs> case of deer. <laughs> I was, I was, I've got a trick of running around a bloody, running around a bloody restaurant drinking buckets of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Tabasco's from a tame in comparison to... Oh, yeah, what, what you can get now, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um... um I'm up in, and I don't know if I like Tabasco or not. It's like I do like it, but then at the same time I don't like it. It's a weird one. Mm. You have to go with the right stuff, I find. Um, there's two I like, which ones, there's Cholula hot sauce, which is a, it's a slow burn, but it has flavour to it. And we have Frank's, which has flavour and a lot of heat in one go at mm. the same time. Well, that's the thing, I think some hot sauces, the, the, the two concentrate too much on burning burning your mouth and you don't get any flavour from them and it's like that sort of defeats the fun of it in a way because I, I like I like spice but it's got a bit of flavour. That's why I quite like Indian food. But, um, um, there's a couple I've got though, which is one is called Crazy Bastard Sauce, which is the habanero variant. And there's another one I've got, which is Maverick... It's Green Reaper's Green Reaper Foods Maverick Habanero sort. This one just Habanero. The crazy, ba- excuse me, Crazy Bastards Habanero and tom- Tomatillo, which is the like a spicy tomato, I think, which has gives it a fruity flavour. Well, there's still heat to it. So, well, I remember we went to Las Iguanas a few weeks ago for a, a birthday, didn't we? I had some Habanero fritters, which were really nice. They were nice, yeah. but they were they were quite tame. I was going to say was... tame compared to. Because when I looked at it, I thought, ooh, habanero, that's, um... I think I actually said to you in the restaurant, I said, I was like, Adam, Adam, how hot's habanero? <laughs> and I think you replied, it's it's bloody hot or something like that. Yeah. And um, and I thought, oh, I sort of ummed and about it for a while, and then I said, right, I'm going to go for it. And it was actually really nice, but it, over, it was either very tame, like you say, or I've just I've just become resistant to like the spice of habanero. Which... It was mixed in with corn, though, as well, wasn't it? which has all killed the heat a bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it was nice, anyway, it tasted nice. It was a bit, bit of spice to it, but it wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't mouth on fire kind of spice. Yeah. So I could handle that again. The chilli jam was nice as well. Mm. Um, one for you, uh, Kev, Kev has asked, <coughs> best Indian slash Chinese slash pizza meals and combos? Mm. This is a good one. I'm trying to think of like, all three now. <laughs> um, I'll start with the pizza one first. Mm-hmm. For me, personally, um, I normally just go 
I'm feeling plain with pizza. Um, I just like plain cheese and tomato with a bit of pepperoni. That'll do me, will do. I do like some of stuffed crust that you can get now. They're quite, quite nice. Um, what about side bits? So, like, these are meals. Oh, side bits. Uh, my personal favourite has to be Domino's uh, dough balls. Domino's, I could sit there and eat them all day. I could eat a whole box of them on their own. The um, cheese and gold, cheese and herb dough balls. Offers <laughs> available. Um, going on to Chinese, uh, I've started eating a bit more Chinese recently because I've had a, a good Chinese and it's got me more in. I can't say more as an Indian person. Um, I quite like Chinese um, crispy chicken. Which is quite nice, which you can get with all different coatings. Um, the takeaway I normally go to, um, I do like different, it's crispy chicken with different coatings, like they do ginger, they do lemon, they do orange, all sorts of things. Chinese tends to be more mixing different flavours rather than going for the spice. Yes. I never put my favourite side. I'll go for is egg fried rice, probably. Although they're very generous with the portions, you get like more so rice. You have, you have chicken there for egg fried rice. Is yeah, and then Indian. Um, gonna go for the rice for the side. Um, pretty much Indian you go to are quite a garlic fried rice, which is nice. Gives it a nice extra bit of flavour, yeah. which you get in some takeaways. And for the actual Indian meal, I go. I, mean, I normally go for tikka masala, the original one. <laughs> but if a bit That's not actually Indian. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if, but a bit more adventurous. I'll sometimes go for uh, Buddha or um, John Fraser. I've been known to try Bindaloo a couple of times. Um, which again is not really Indian as such. You went to. An Indian restaurant in India, they wouldn't know what, what the hell you're on about. <laughs> really? It's, I mean, it's probably things that are equivalent to Vindaloo in India, but they're not called Vindaloo. <laughs> Vindaloo is like the, the British curry house version of, um, of I want some hot curry, show I'm the hard man. <laughs> kind of thing. It always ends badly. I bet. Um, for me, pizza. Has to be some sort of meaty one or chicken. I like chicken on pizza. Um, again, there's a leading retail, retail pizza chain did at one point did jalapeno dough balls, mm. which were bloody nice, and they've stopped doing them now. Um, or there's some places do like chicken wings with Frank sauce on, mm. which is nice. Um, so yeah, pizza wings. That'll do for me. Uh, Chinese, I like anything chi- again, anything chicken. I like I like a lot of noodles, egg noodles as well, or any any sort of noodle really. And then along with uh, spring rolls or vegetable mm. rolls. Indian. I don't know really. I don't do much Indian really, other than curry or kebabs. Yeah. <laughs> But again, I like give me a curry with uh, bloody what are they called? Um, what are they called now? 
triangle things. Samosas. Oh, samosas, yeah. And the other one, bargies. Yeah, I quite like bargies. Pakoras, that's the one. Yeah. I quite like um, I quite like some of the other Indian side bits. You get like uh, chicken tikka, lamb tikka, um, like seek kebabs. Seek kebabs are quite nice. Well, quite spicy, quite hot. Oh, yeah, but I've had the Mr. Bazzari's one. That's bloody warm. Bit warm. Yeah. Bit warm, Sasha. Bit warm. It's a bit warm. Bit warm. Yeah. Yes, Mr. K. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he asked, best bourbon? Um, JD come under no. It doesn't. No. <laughs> I've actually had a bourbon then. Jim Beam? Yeah, but... I've had Jim Beam honey, haven't I? It's the honey you've, had the reg- you've had the regular one as well. Yeah. I think. I think I'm going to say Jim Beam, because it's like the only bourbon I've actually sampled, so... Uh... I've had about, I think, three. There was wild turkey. I think Buffalo Trace, and... If it counts, I think Buffalo Trace is a bourbon. And Jim Beam. Um... <coughs> Wild turkey is very nice, very smooth, very nice. But I think the my probably probably favourite bourbons, the Jim Beam Black, which mm. is like double extra smooth or whatever it is. I can't remember what it's like double melt, double mellowed or something. Um, but I do want to try the double oak one, which I'm hoping to soon. Mm. <clears throat> and then he asks, uh, sticking with alcohol, best shot or knockback? Best shot, I'd probably go for. I quite, as you know, I quite like scuttle bombs. Um, depends where they're made for. Um, <laughs> it's great for our, our favourite haunt Scrooges that they make real nice scuttle bomb, but it's like it's like drinking a glass of like tropical juice, <laughs> and you could you could just sit there drinking them for the fun of it. Except for when I went off them a little bit when we did the World's End the first time, and we had our final pint, which was like a pint of Colwyn because it's all they had on tap at Scrooges, <laughs> not my normal drink of choice. And then somebody suggested, oh, let's get some skittle bombs in celebrate the end of the world's end. <laughs> and then um, and I thought, oh, skittle bombs, I love those. And uh, it was the biggest mistake I made all night. I was already sort of like, at that stage, I was sort of on that thin line between throwing up and just about surviving. And that skittle bomb just tipped me over the edge. Um. What about just for a standard shot, if you had to pick a shot? I see, not... Um, not like a knockback sort of thing. A standard shot? It's uh, like a, a liquor. Oh, right. Let me think. Uh, I'm not a fan of Sambuca. Okay. Uh, I will drink it, because I get bloody forced to drink it, especially on our judo, our wild judo nights out. Uh, when I get told, we need more shots, get the shots in. And we end up drinking Sambuca, which isn't not not my um, personal favourite. <laughs> it's an aniseedy flavour. Um, yeah. shot, let me think. I can think of one. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to Rebs now, um, when we had the selection of random shots. Um, so red, it's red, sort of flavour, Rebs, flavoured vodka for you then? Yeah, Re- Rebs has got some brilliant shots, haven't they? Yeah. Um, no, it's not bad. I think I had a, a Joey Baby shot in Rebs, and that was really nice. Ooh. It hits you really hard, but it tastes really nice at the same time. See, I'm just going to say Fireball. 
Oh five oh. Yeah, it's a good choice. <laughs> when you've had aftershock, haven't I? I've had aftershock. aftershock oh, aftershock, it. bloody hell. Um, it's like it's like drinking petrol. It's like um For me it's a toss up between Jägermeister and Fireball. Aftershock, yeah. first time I ever had it, it was in the old um, the old syndicate when that was still there. And this is like bear in mind I've never I've never done shots before. I was I was like twenty years old at the time, I'd never done shots before. So it was a bit of a shock to this still went straight up with the aftershock. Fuck it oh it was <laughs> it it's you, like you downed it you can feel it burning all the way down your esophagus stop it you can feel it burning all the way down your esophagus and then you cough it makes you cough it's that strong when you when you've knocked it back that that is lethal stuff right? what, what would be your worst shot then I'd do uh, vodka mm. I just hate vodka well, yeah. I'm simple actually I don't mind, I I don't mind vodka when it's like blended in a cocktail, like in a cocktail bar. No, where... Straight vodka, I hate. Oh, straight vodka, yeah, I can't stand the um, stuff. Yeah, absinthe I'm not a fan of either. I don't like absinthe. And they ask, favourite birthday and why? Um, That's a funny one. I'm tempted to say my 17th birthday because when I was younger I was always desperate to get on the road and get driving and when you hit your 17th birthday it's that big milestone that you can finally get your driving licence and start driving so I I probably say 17th for that reason because I always wanted to drive I was desperate to get on the road and drive and now you can fucking drive at bloody 15 now because they have um, these we do like these pre-driving test things you can do mm-hmm. where 15 and 16 year olds can do it. Never had, had that when I was that age. I had to, I had to wait until I was 17 and get my provisional. Um, so I thought I, you said your first year. <laughs> yeah, that's that that was that's up there, yeah. Um, my 30th, yeah, I was uh, showing my age now. <laughs> that was uh, definitely one to remember. Went to uh, went to Dublin on St Patrick's Day, which is my birthday. So, because um, I thought, I mean, we got the idea from the travel agents, didn't we? Because we, the, the year before, went to my twenty ninth birthday. We saw um, an advert, didn't we, on the travel agents? Um, yeah, St Patrick's Day in Belfast. Yeah, um, like a weekend break kind of thing. And then I said, when you point it out, I said, oh. So like instead of Belfast, what about Dublin? Let's do it in Trade style and do the Irish Capital. <laughs> so that was definitely an experience. And uh when we are returning next week as well. Yeah, very briefly. We'll see Frank Turner. So yeah, those are my two sort of highlights. Um mine applied with my twenty first. I went to New York. Yeah, yeah, can't be that really. <laughs> no, no, no excuse needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's on my to-do list, New York. I will get there at some point. And you're about seventy. <laughs> nah, that's only ten years away. <laughs> no, 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 we'll get. Also, hope start doing um, boats over or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll find. We'll find. You had to leave Pony at home. Yeah, but we'll find a way. 
There's always a way. And then uh, he asked, favourite toy or game you'd like to own again that you had as a kid? Again? Yes. What? Who says I, I still don't play with toys now? <laughs> oh, it's such weird in today's <laughs> climate. <laughs> I had to get that one out, I couldn't resist. Um, ooh, let me think back. Uh, I think we've given the old, that old classic logo, I think. Is, like I was in Toys Rus the other day. Um, do my weekly shop. <laughs> I'm joking. I was in Toys Rus the other day, and um, Lego now is just like I think we discussed this in the last episode, didn't we? Lego just yeah, like so advanced now. Well, back, back in I'm sound really old now, but back in our day, there was plenty of selection with Lego. But it wasn't as there wasn't as much selection as there is now. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, um, I know Jade of. Uh, Zug Island fame. Um, she got the yellow submarine, the Beatles yellow oh, submarine. Oh yeah, and she built it. Well, we've got a Buckingham Palace at home on the uh, on the Welsh Press. So that's a Lego Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, we put their architecture range, which um, some quite impressive models you can build out of them. You can get there's a Houses of Parliament one or Sydney Opera House. Um, and it's probably a good few hours working to building them as well, but they're like two hundred and fifty pound. Yeah. So, well, so I, saw, I saw the you can get like the Simpsons house, which yeah, is really expensive. But then you can get like the Quickie Mart as well. Yeah. And um, someone on IGM built built actually built the Quickie Mart, but wow. you got like stickers and stuff. You had to put on it in that proper the right places and stuff. Um, <laughs> otherwise you can sort of balls it up yeah but it's when I worked at a famous um, tourist attraction we did get discount for the Lego store because mm. it was owned they had a, they owned Legoland so yeah in the meantime here's a bit of um, Ed Sheeran anyway just to keep the show going there's no Ed Sheeran I'm going to pick up the pieces I can't <laughs> sing anymore because I'll get sued otherwise oh you didn't hear that <laughs> um for me, uh, probably some go- the Ghostbusters or Turtle stuff. Hmm. Yeah, there was some good, yeah, some good stuff. Right. You had the Ghostbusters um, firehouse, didn't you? Yeah. That was a good one. I never owned Ecto-1, though. Yeah. I love a real Ecto-1. I've seen one in town once. You know, whenever the... Um, the movie cars have randomly pop up in town. Yeah. I've seen one parked outside the post office yeah. once. There's a good documentary I watched called Ghost Heads on Netflix, which is a load of Ghostbusters fans, where they all they're all sort of dedicated to the actual not cosplaying as Ghostbusters. Oh, but it's not they don't cosplay as them. The but it's sort of become a dedication thing where it's like each state or whatever has a fan club. Yeah, and they all wear the the overalls and stuff. Um, and <laughs> there's a guy who got Ivan Reitman to help him throw to his girlfriend who was also like a goat head <laughs> which is quite a, a good moment in the film I must, so. I must watch Ghostbusters films again because I, I do love those films and I've not seen them for years I need to watch the new one as well is it any good? It's, 
So the new one, it's open for debate because I, I quite liked it. But then everyone else seems to hate it. Yeah. I'm willing to give it a shot anyway, I'll watch it. But it's out on DVD, I think, next month. <coughs> or end of this month. Has it got the uh, the classic Ghostbusters theme in it? No. Oh. they got Fallout Boy and Miss Elliot doing it. Oh, so they, they do have the Ghostbusters song, but not the original as such. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Plus the random cameos that make no sense. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I wouldn't mind watching the old film as well, because I've not seen it for, for a good while. <laughs> Stop it. But um, um, I'm going to say something about Ghostbusters. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, then he asks, favourite arcade game? Arcade games? Uh, never really played that many, to be honest. Um, <coughs> I mean, I'm. I presume you mean more like, sort of like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that in the arcade. Yeah. Because I'm more of like. I've got, I'm more of a 2P machine, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can get me. Get me three, two or three quid's worth of 2Ps and, and spend. Spend 10 15 minutes whizzing through them all on the TP machines, but, but okay, games I didn't really play that many. Um, never been big on driving games, even though they look they always look really appealing. You can sit in the sit in the driver's seat and everything, it's like they're so hard to handle because the steering's so light, you, you, all you do is turn it slightly left and you fly off the wooden truck. <laughs> um. So I've never really played any arcade games that much. There's only a couple I've really played, in which one was that I think more come at two, which was it was all right. And then there was also the Simpsons arcade game, mm. which I played at re- replay a few years ago. Um, I think we just sort of like me and two friends, well, two guys I knew, we sort of jumped on having that halfway through the game and managed to get to the end somehow. Um, there was happening. I think we played. I think I played Splatterhouse on arcade as well. That was pretty good. Or Splatterhouse Two. Mm. So, but like the old pinball table and stuff like that. Oh That's yeah, nice, sort of. very good. Yeah. I'm not very good on them, but I like them. Like I, said, I love the two P machines. They're so addictive. Plenty of memory Blackpool isn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he asked, best animated theme song. Animated theme song. Yeah. As in. I'm guessing like cartoon theme song or um, ooh, what do you ever think? Um, ooh, <laughs> I'd say Team America's got me one of them. <laughs> That's a cartoon theme song. Um, I quite like the Flintstones. Thinking about like old cartoons and, and the Jetsons. Uh, I quite like Top Cat as well. <laughs> These are all like real old cartoons. They are, yeah. I'm thinking of. Um, I quite like Looney Tunes theme as well. Oh, that, that should be a topic for next show. We'll discuss that after. What's that? I was going to say next show we could talk about. Well, we could discuss it now, even. Um, like favourite Looney Tunes characters or episodes or. Episodes? I couldn't even remember. I'd have to yeah. do my research. Yeah. So we'll save it for the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
See, I'm going to go more like 90s now. One, one, one my favourite themes of all time for an, an animated. I've got it. Cartoon, whatever. Be X Men. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> you like the Pokemon theme? It's not a bad one, is it? Gotta catch a Not in Pokemon Go at the moment. Yeah, oh yeah. Seems to die out a bit now, though, doesn't it? It's not as big as it was. Yes. Because it seems today that all you see is violence and movies and sex on TV. Yeah. Yes, I've heard that somewhere before. Um. So what are you going for? You haven't one yet? Um, I said a few, didn't I? Yeah, you didn't pick just one. That's why you didn't go for like Rocco's Modern Life or something. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. Or Cow and Chicken. Oh, Cow and Chicken. It's <laughs> a good show. Um, yeah, you get, you give me a few. Oh, Dexter's Lab. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no one of my personal favourites <laughs> would it be a Spongebob yeah <laughs> yeah Spongebob Squarepants is going with that one <laughs> you heard it here first Um and then final question we got yes <laughs> really weird one most attractive golden girl <laughs> which again shows, yes. shows Ken's ageing a bit yes yes um, and funnily enough, it happens to be one of my favourite shows, Golden Girls. Um never seen it. If I remember right... Sasha, get down. Get down. Sasha! Sorry about this. <laughs> um, if I remember right, it's about four mature women who live together in Miami amongst and experience the joys and angst of their golden years. I mean, you've got Strongwell, Dorothy, Spacey Rose, Lusty Southern, Belle Blanche, and the matriarch, Sophia... Who is Dorothy's mum? And they occasionally clash, but they're always there for one another in the end. I'm giving the game away now, aren't I? I'm just reading it off Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I said to, I mean, jokingly said, because <laughs> we'll come clean now. <laughs> We've never heard of it, have we? <laughs> I've heard of it. It's just I've never watched it. No, so, uh, but then. I thought, well, let's have a quick look on Google and see what it is. And, um, and uh, we just came to the conclusion it's, it's like a geriatric sex in the city, basically, didn't we? It's <laughs> what it sounds like and what it looks like. But looking at the um, at the Golden Girls, I'm going to say Blanche, personally. I've not seen any of them to know, so I'm just leaving that one to you. Well, it's, I mean, what, what's not to like about a lusty Southern Bell? What, what can you, you know, what's not to like? The fact that she'd play a Trump rotor. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a TV character, though. But she'd play a road Trump. But then again, you're more of a, a Jessica Fletcher, is more your, more your type, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I love me some diagnosis murder. I'm just a bit slow enough, I know. <laughs> so. Yeah, um I think that's we've got everything covered. Alright. Good. So Yeah, um that has been episode seventeen, the listener topic special. <laughs> Check out our friends Paul and 
Darren and Al at the Rad Podcast. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Spreaker. Just search Rad or I think it's Rad UK Podcast or something like that. Or UK, no, UK Rad Podcast for Twitter. Um, for Facebook, just search Random Mass Discussion. It should come up. Or you'll see us link, see the link on our Facebook page. Uh, find us, Lost Art of Podcasting, on Facebook, at Lost Art Podcast on Twitter, or on Instagram, Stitcher, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube, and even Castbox, whatever that is. Um, so, yeah. Anything else you want to add? No, nothing to add. I think we've uh, covered quite a few topics, really, haven't we? Yeah, so. Oh, one thing I do want to add. We've still got. The competition's still open for the Zug Island CD, signed Zug Island CD. Um, you can find the question on the Zug Island interview episode. Um, so get your entries in, Yank Got Wrong. And uh, other than that, I've got confirmation today, which is Friday the 11th of November. That's the interview with the one and only Frank Turner. It is going ahead in Dublin next week. Um, I'm still awaiting a time, but it is. I've been told it is definitely happening. So, go us. But um, yeah, that's going to do it for us on this episode. So, for the last start of podcasting, I've been Coxie. I've been Chris. She's been Sasha. And you've been listening. Thank you very much. <laughs>